I am Citizen 44. Hey everybody, Mark Ahrensberg here. Welcome to Citizen 44. This is show number 102. My guest today on the show is Maggie Maggie. That is what she goes by, Maggie Maggie. Maggie is a true influencer here in Saigon, Vietnam. She's written two books. She's got a blog, a website. She streams and she's living her life and she's sharing those experiences with her audience here in Vietnam in hopes to give some leverage to young women who are looking to make life decisions for themselves. So here's something new. This show is now being brought to you on a platform called Substack. Substack. Yep, I'm on Substack now. The show's on all the other platforms as well, but I'm now concentrating on Substack. I learned about Substack through listening to Michael Moore's podcast, Rumble, and I really like how it encompasses his whole creative experience, all his writing, his podcast, newsletter, all that stuff. If you become a subscriber, you'll get all my stuff free still, but uh, you'll get a little heads up when a new piece of uh, writing material has come through, podcast, all that kind of stuff. So uh, look for me coming out of Substack. Substack. All right. Well, it's uh, almost Christmas. I, I can't even believe those words are coming out of my mouth. Yeah, it's almost Christmas. It's December 14th, which means we're almost halfway through December, almost to the end of 2021. And as horrific as 2021 was for a lot of people, in fact, it was another glorious year for me, a magnificent experience for me here in Saigon, Vietnam, COVID or not. And I guess you know, if you know me, that every day is pretty brilliant for me. Nothing but grateful for the incredible experience that I get to have. And I think I've mentioned this several times. I have found that gratitude is the key that unlocks the door to everything just by being grateful for everything that I have, everything that I get, everything that I will get, everything that I have received in the past. Something about that, that gratitude thing that really is incredibly powerful. So Saigon is great. Things are pretty normal here. Let me take that back because I'm back working at home as of Monday because of a case that came through the dude that I work for. His girlfriend works for a uh, famous shoe manufacturer here. And she was exposed to an F1, an F0, I don't know, F something. F it. So she brought that back home and they've been in quarantine. So there we are. I'm back home. Not sure how long. Maybe it'll just be this week, but uh, that's just the way it is. And it's all good. It's fine to be home. Although there's some really heavy construction going on. I'm on the third floor. On the fourth floor of this building is a rooftop bar that's been pretty much abandoned because of COVID, but they decided to go back in and finish the job. It was under construction at some point. It looks like it's going to be a really amazing space, but I'm trying to imagine what it's going to be like once that bar opens for me here in the room. I'm on a month to month. I didn't sign a contract, so I can cut out of here anytime I want. I kind of like that latitude and flexibility. I'm not stuck here. It's a great place, but who knows? You know, things could change. It's not hard to find another place. And I'm a minimalist, so I don't have too much to move. 
here's something. My father was out walking the dog and he's been having some, I guess, circulatory problems with his leg. One of them or both of them. I don't know. And he fell. His leg gave out. He fell. He crushed his foot on the curb and had to have basically emergency surgery. He was laid up for two weeks, could not move. They put a plate in his foot and some screws. And now he's got a cast on. He's a little bit mobile in the house. So it's he and his dog, Gus. He can't even walk the dog. He's got people taking care of that for him. But thank goodness he's okay. He's in good spirits. His doctor told him he's got good skin, good bones, all that stuff good for an 83-year-old. He's in good shape. So that's all good news. Chatted it up with my daughter a little bit. She's all good. She is on winter break. She's so excited. No classes for like a month. She'll be going back home in a couple of days, hang out with her mom and do that whole thing. My son Sam is doing well. He's off in his uh, ranch experience over there in Nevada. And that's wrapping up soon. And then he's going to enlist in the military. And as much as I'm not a supporter of that decision, he's going to do what he's going to do. And I support him as a human being in whatever endeavor he decides to take on. Do I have anything else? Is there anything else? Started dating a little bit. I've done the whole online thing. I did find this amazing website called Badoo, B-A-D-O-O, where there is just a plethora of seemingly incredible women. And I'm an exotic bird here, man, with colorful feathers. And I'm definitely dating outside of my sphere of what I would be able to in the States. Way above my flibbity do can I do here because of being a uh, semi-cute, short, balding, white Jewish man. All those things are attractive to women here. I mean, I know I'm not anything special back in the hoo-ha of the United States, but here in Asia... Pretty hot item, I must say. But I don't like this whole weird online shopping for human beings experience. But it is an interesting way to wade through people. I've been seeing this one young woman a couple of times now, and she really likes me. And that's all fascinating to me when anybody of the fairer gender has any genuine appreciation for me on multiple levels. My ex, man, she loved me from head to toe. She just couldn't deal with the fact that I had a relationship with my ex-wife and have female friends. That is why we're not together. No other reason. Almost two years into this thing, but can't get past the whole, I have a life of 40 plus years with this other person who I got children with and family and all these other things that are pre whatever I got going now. But I'm super grateful for that experience. It was magnificent. And uh, it was good to get experience with a Vietnamese woman so I can know a little more moving forward. I do like being in a relationship. I like sharing my experience with others. I don't need to be in a relationship. My ex, till the day we broke up, did not believe that I was alone and didn't have any kind of relations with anybody for four years prior to our meeting. I love living alone. I love being alone. Alone is not lonely. I can't even imagine what that feels like. You know, occasionally I get a little bored and watch too many shows. I love John Favreau's Dinner for Five. If you haven't seen that, it's where John gets together with five actors and writers and directors, anybody of the uh, Hollywood nature, 
and has these fun dinners with uncensored conversation. So I've been watching that. I watched the shit out of Larry Sanders shows, every Gary Shandling thing I could find, Curb stuff, Seinfeld stuff, because I got this big, beautiful TV and it's free and it's YouTube. I did that intensely for a while and then shut that down and started reading all the short stories of Mark Twain. And then I went out the other day and bought a couple of new books and kind of switch it up, working on the show edit some photos, you know, this and that and the other. I've been taking my long walks again, which is great. Taking a lot of photos with my phone in the preliminary stages constantly of creating this photo book of art in Saigon. So I got a lot of interesting things going on here. And before you know it, it's going to be Tet Holiday, which is the beginning of February, end of January. I'll be off for 10 days paid, which is incredible. And I'll have that time to do whatever I want. If I'm still hanging out with this young woman that I'm hanging out with, we can do some things, maybe travel to the beach, hang out a bit doing that. And uh, who knows? I don't put all my eggs in one basket because when you do that, they all start spilling out and breaking Humpty Dumpty style. There's that. Here's Maggie. Hey, Maggie. Hi, Mark. First of all, thank you so much for being on the Citizen 44 podcast. Really appreciate your time today. Thank you for having me on the podcast, Mark. Before we got started, you told me this is the first time that you've done a podcast or an interview in English ever in your life? Yeah, this is the first time. Well, actually, I work in international companies, so I use English on my daily conversation, but this is the very first time I do an English podcast. That's so wild to me because you do so much. You've got a live stream, you've got your own podcast, you write a book, you have workshops, you do all kinds of stuff. And I checked it all out, but of course it's all in Vietnamese. Right, right. You are kind enough to have subtitles in some of it, but they move way too fast for me. I still have no idea what you're talking about. I did do some research on your book. Yeah, my first book was about women's life, as in women has more than just love, but it's out of stock already. But uh, I'm going to have a new book coming the end of this year. And basically, it's also about the elegant lifestyle of a woman living in the big city. And the big city, you're speaking of Saigon, Ho Chi Minh City, correct? Yes, yes. And how long have you been in Saigon? I've been here for 10 years. And where were you born? I was born in Dong Nai, so about one hour away from Ho Chi Minh City. Okay. But basically, I think the same like the other kids in the uh, countryside. You grow up when you're 18, you went to university, and you spend the rest of your life here in Saigon. Right. What I know about you is you're in your 30s, and you really are writing commentary on what it's like to live in the big city, what that looks like, what are the influences, relationships, food and style and brands and all this other stuff. What has made you so into becoming kind of like a spokesperson for young women your age in the city here? I think it started because I came from a countryside, a very small mountainous village. 
I came to Ho Chi Minh, I experienced my 10 years here working in different industries. Like I was working in hotels, I was working in alcohol like Johnny Walker, and I'm currently working in real estate. So in different industries, I experienced different lifestyles. Especially the time I was working for Johnny Walker, the liquor company, I experienced a lot of conflicts between international lifestyle and Vietnamese lifestyle. And I experienced a lot of conflict between love with a local guy or an international guy. I've observed a lot. I've seen a lot. And foreigners or Vietnamese is not always, the, the relationship is not always good or bad. But when I was about like 25 years old, all my relationship was foreigners because that was I was working. And then at that time, I have a bad experience. And that made me think having a relationship with foreigner in Ho Chi Minh City is not the best option for Vietnamese women. Then I took a break. And then after that, I always say that I will have a relationship with, with the Vietnamese guy. And then I experienced that. There's some good, there's some bad. But I think now when you're getting older, you hopefully getting wiser, you will see the difference. And the difference here is not about the guys that you're dating. The difference here is about yourself how you think of yourself because I think guys you cannot say that foreigner guys are bad or Vietnamese guys are bad they in general they, they just human being there's some good there's some bad but if you as yourself as a woman doesn't know how is your value of yourself how you behave yourself how you demand the guy to live up to your standards they will behave as you allow them to behave So that's my conclusion in terms of relationship with foreigners or Vietnamese. If you want them to be a good man, they can do that. I think men, they can absolutely do that. But if you don't tell the man your standards, what you want them to do for you, they're lazy and they will just behave as what they're allowed to do. The second thing about lifestyle sharing, I think I am fortunate enough to experience a lot of lifestyle like up and down and good and not good and throughout my work I've been in international lifestyle or very local lifestyle and I experience a lot and I say there's some people when they not have experience that like I do they will make mistakes so that's why it's encouraged me to share more so the mistake that I made and when I shared it will help people to avoid those mistakes so that's the original idea of why I do my sharing talk to me more about being a woman here in Saigon I'm interested in what you see as positive aspects of being a woman in Saigon and maybe some negative aspects of being a woman in Saigon So I think my last eight years, I've been working in the, the industries that male dominant on the leadership position. So like when you walk into the boardroom, 90% are men. And it made me think the longer I walk, the less women I've seen in the management position. And when I'm now over my 30s, I kind of understand that because all of my friends, when they're getting married and then they have kids, they used to be very ambitious on their career. But now when they're 30s and then they have kids and all of their attention focus on their family to raise the kids and to be happy with their husband, the husband will be the breadwinner in the family and the woman will stay back. 
as a woman working in corporate and then as a management position, I need to spend a lot of my time with their leadership and work with my team and work with my customers. And there are times that I work very late at night and like wake up very early in the morning or I have to work in the weekend, which is very difficult for a woman who have family to handle that. So right now, I kind of understand why less and less women in the leadership position. However, I also observe that when women above 40s, when their kids are grow up above 10 or 15, they have more time. So that's when they start to find themselves a way to make into the business. So that's why you always hear the saying that women in Vietnam are very strong, especially women after their 40s. But in my age, Clearly, I didn't see much of my female friends in the management position. Most of them really just focus on uh, having a family. So if they're above 30s and they haven't had family and then they freak out and then they focus their attention into finding a man, finding a right guy to get married immediately. So I think women about 28 to 35, they focus on their personal life rather than work life. That's my experience. Vietnamese culture is very traditional. It's very family-centric. Right. And I think that's a great thing, but as a young person like yourself, a young urban professional, what do you see as a trend as young people are coming out of the university? Maybe they're getting a little further and further from traditional life and taking more of a role like yourself where they're going to be young urban professionals that are looking for long-term careers and they want to achieve a certain level of success, they want to head towards management? I think there are two trends. The number one is the change of mindset of the parents. The parents now, even in their 60s, they're very open, which is surprising me. They're even more open than myself or my friends in my age. Like my friends in their 30s always saying that their parents say, it's okay, you can stay single for life and you can find a man and just have a baby. You don't need to get married. And that came from the parents. Wow. How surprising is that? That's completely untraditional. Right. Yeah. And it's not us change, but the parents changed. It's, it's really happening. All of my friends around me, the parents, they're very open. Why do you think that is? I think... The reason why it's happened is partially because of the social media that helped to raise the awareness of unhappiness of relationship and marriage. And also, I think the parents themselves experience their marriage life not so happy. So I think from mother's side, they're aware that marriage is not the solution for life. Back in the past, when a woman about 50s Almost her life is over. But now the woman in her 60, even my mother, she's still looking great and she's still going out and work. And it's not only my mother, but a lot of the mothers know that marriage is not her solution for life happiness. And she didn't want that to happen to her daughters. And I think the social media also helped to change her mindset. I think majority changes about the woman's side. But I think about my mother's age, about 60, they're really changing, huge change. And when they change, that makes the women younger than me change because we are influenced by our mothers. Usually people think that the younger people change their parents, but my mother's generation have changed. 
and that influenced us as the younger generation. Are your parents still married? Yep. Okay. How long have they been married? Thirty-five years. Okay. Yeah. Do you have brothers and sisters? I do have one younger brother in his thirties. Is he here in Saigon as well? Yeah, he's still here in Saigon and still single. <laughs> your parents are here. Yeah, my parents are here. And are they both working? It's not like a full-time job. It's like a fun job to do in their free time. Oh, good. Because sixties still young for them, so they don't want you to stay at home. Right. Are they happily married? I don't believe in happy marriage. I think there's an up and down, right? That's any relationship up and down, even with yourself. Right. But as you can see, the world is changing, and people are having families without getting married, as you mentioned. And you must have young women that look up to you as a role model, as a mentor. What kind of advice are you giving young women? Usually, I start with the mistakes that I made in my life, either by my writings or or my video sharing. In terms of relationship, in terms of career, daily interaction with friends, and how to make connections. I don't think that special mistake. It's just a common mistake. But if nobody tells you, you don't aware of that, and then you suffer from it. But the only advice I always give is take one step at a time. Because when we are 25, we don't know what to do in our 30s, and usually I tell them, "You can't know that. Just take one day at a time, one step at a time, small steps to the longer journey." That's what I've done in my life. Like I, I did not come from a family who have a good background. I didn't graduate a very elite university. I didn't come from a very rich family. However, I still made it. And how I made it is by taking one step at a time. Every step I take, I define what is the next step. For example, when I working for a local company and I know that I want to work for international company, what can I do? I need to learn English so that I focus on learning English. And then I need to make connections so I can get recruited in the international company. So then I make a connection to be recruited. And then when I in the international company and I want to get promotion in next six months or a year, then I focus on how to get me promoted. Most people look at the mountaintop instead of taking the steps to get in that direction. They're too concerned or preoccupied with making it to the top. Right. You have to take those steps because right. if you take the steps, you will get closer to the top. Right. But if you're constantly looking up, first of all, you're going to trip and break your face because you're not paying attention to what's right in front of you. Right. <laughs> a smart person learns from their own mistakes, but a wise person learns from another's mistakes, so they don't have to make the mistakes. Right. You have set yourself up to create wisdom for other people, so they can avoid all the unnecessary suffering and pitfalls that you have gone through, and that you're pointing out. This is not rocket science. Right. It's just about being a little bit smart. And again, taking it one step at a time. Right. And I think people get a little too confused about how to get from point A to point B, and they make it too complex and too difficult. Yeah. Instead of doing things simply. Right. And I appreciate that you are actually sharing the simplicity of your life and those experiences, so people can see it's not all that difficult. No. You made a plan. Right. You wanted to get to a certain space. Yeah. And you just executed that plan, and you got to where you wanted to be, which almost anybody can do. Again, not rocket science. Right. Yeah. Right. Yep. That's the idea. And what are you finding for women now in Saigon around your age? 
like you said, between 25 and 35, they're preoccupied with this whole concept of settling down, nabbing a man, getting pregnant, having children, and then maybe trying to come back at it later. What is your opinion about that? And clearly this is not a decision that you've made and there's intention behind the decisions that you make. Yeah. You can do whatever you want, but you're making certain choices based on what you want, right. not what your mom's telling you, not what your mm -hmm. father's telling you, not what society's telling you. You're making your own choices. Right. Are you imparting this wisdom in a cultural response? I used to try to pass on that idea and then I uh, realized that you cannot change people if they don't want to. So what I do is if they reach out to me personally, I listen to them and when they voice it out, they find their own solution. Because of course they know that what is good for them, they refuse to look into the reality. For example, like when I am at very good time in my career, where I soon to get promoted or I soon to get a new project that I can shine on my capability. And then if something happened, like the guy that I'm dating want to get married, want to have kids in one year, and that the time that I'm working on the very important project of my life, I need to think why a guy say he love me but he not respect my career plan. Marriage is not about you get married and you die. Marriage is about two person work together to reach something. I think marriage is just a paper. You don't get married this year, you can get married next year. It's not a rush. It's about how that person support you in your life goal. And that's also the question I always ask my followers when they reach out and ask me, what should they do? If a guy say that they love you, but they push you to do something that you're not happy with, why you want to be with that person? If a woman is young and they're not mature enough, they will easily be influenced by what society is saying. But in the cases that I know, mature is not about age, but if she knows what she wants and then she communicate effectively with the man. Sometimes I see the men accepted that because they're reasonable too if you know how to communicate with them. So I think it's all about the woman. If she mature enough, she knows how to communicate with the guy like, look, I love you. I know you are the guy I want to get married to someday. But right now, this is my focus. And I think if I can do it really good right now and it's benefit to our future together, why don't we wait a little bit more time? Communication helps when it comes to big decision in life. And also come to the part that the guy you're dating or the guy you be in relationship need to be mature as well. So two mature people come to a relationship and if they communicate effectively, it works. But then if the woman or the guy not mature enough, they don't know how to communicate and they, okay, you don't love me, fine, let's break up. If you want something, you communicate to the person you're dating, this is what I want. I love you and let's work it out together. But I, I kind of get a sense women now know what they want more and more and they're also aware of their biological clock like it's really tick tick ticking so they're considering that as well and they're also seeing some examples or role models that somebody work until their 30s and they get married they, they got like two or three years off for taking the babies and then after that at 33 she back to work and then she still rock it as long as she's good in what she's doing so I, I don't think that getting married or having a baby is a roadblock in your journey because your life is so long, can work until our 60s, 70s, or even 80s. So getting a short break in the career to a three years is not a problem. 
I think the point is the person we decided to spend our life with have to support us and we need to know how to communicate with that person and that is the key of a successful relationship, I think. I totally agree. The only blockage I see is a lack of emotional maturity. We're not taught how to be people. True. We don't know anything. When you buy a car, it comes with an owner's manual. Yeah. We don't come with an owner's manual. No one is telling us how to be people. Right. That's a failure on humanity. Yeah. We do not have this fundamental education about us. Yeah. Why don't you tell me about me so I can avoid, we talk about avoiding unnecessary pain and suffering. If I knew about my heart, if I knew how my body worked, if I knew how my mind worked, I could avoid making a lot of mistakes and have a lot more of a happy life with another human being who <laughs> also knows about themselves. Right. But what you're doing is you've taken this role later in life to help people understand more about themselves through your trial and error, through your experience. But it would be so much better if our education was based on developing human beings. Can you imagine how different the world would be? Right. I totally agree with you. We've missed the boat. We've completely blown it. We've blown it. Yeah. We've totally ruined this experience because our minds have gone someplace else. We put more value in money than we do each other, which is of course crazy. There's nothing you could do about things that you can't do anything about. You can only do something about yourself, right. like you talk about. Yeah. You can lead a person to logic. You cannot make them think, but you can be an example as you are being an example. Let's talk about the first book that you wrote. Yeah. How did that come to be and what was that journey? When I start writing it, I didn't think that I was gonna write the book. It's a collection of short stories. So I just keep writing as a hobby and I do it in my free time. So there was actually no pressure at all during the first book. So I completed it in like a year and a half. And then my friend told me, why don't you just send to a publishers? And then I sent it and then I got a contract site and then it was published. I was lucky. But then the second book, I'm more serious. And during that four months of lockdown, I completed it. Every day I committed myself to write at least 1,000 words. I'm really early riser, so there's some day I wake up at four or five. I usually think in the evening, and then the next day when I wake up, something is happening in your mind, and it, it wakes you up. So someday I was woken up by the idea in my mind very early, so I wake up at 4.30 or 5, and then I start writing. And uh, I completed in, uh, I think, almost three and a half months. It's supposed to be published by November, but because of the lockdown, it will be delayed a little bit. And what is the book? It's about uh, elegant lifestyle. So basically, it's divided into mental health, how to live elegantly. It starts from your mindset, how to behave elegantly, how to love elegantly. If you practice and some small thing happening in your life, if you know how to behave correctly, it will lead to a very happy life. You're just an advice machine. And, and that's, <laughs> that's really great because like I say, there's not a lot of leadership in the world. There's not a lot of mentoring, but we're in a great time for at least people having a place to go to find what to do. Even though I think people are as lost as they've ever been, at least people are becoming available. Right. Because of technology, there's a lot more people that can jump on YouTube and create a channel yeah. and 
people that love other people and want the best for them can get out there and do what you're doing, which is be a shining example and lead people. If people are looking for leadership, there's plenty of audience out there. I'm sure you're doing very well because you're a very personable person. You have a very positive spin and outlook on life. And it's all based on very simple things. Nothing is complicated. Right. And I think we've complicated life too much. Life was made very simple. The mountains and trees, nothing is complicated Mm. until we complicate them. (laughs) We are our own worst enemy and we can make this situation as simple or as complicated as we want. Mm. You have taken an elegant road and I admire you for being a strong young woman and being willing to put yourself out there and be an example and help in a leadership role yourself. Thank you. This is supposed to be fun, you know. Right, life's about to be fun. I like you taking your power and empowering other people to make decisions for themselves. And I want to thank you for coming on the Citizen 44 podcast. Thank you for having me on the podcast, Mark, and I appreciate it. And I'm now more confident in my English. That's the show. I hope you enjoyed it. I want to thank Maggie for coming on and sharing her wisdom and her experience and her vulnerability. And I appreciate that she has taken on this role and was super brave coming on and doing her first English speaking broadcast. If you want to find her, really just type in Maggie Maggie VN. That's M-A-G-G-I-E-M-A-G-G-I-E-V-N. Her Instagram will come up. Her website will come up. Maggie, Maggie VN. Thanks so much for listening to the show. Really appreciate it. As I mentioned in the opener, you can find the Citizen 44 podcast on a variety of platforms, but I am now pretty much exclusively on Substack. I really like the format and it's all free. There's nothing to download, actually. If you become a subscriber to me on Substack, you'll receive notifications of new material that I've written, new podcasts. I invite you to check out Substack. Put in Mark Ehrensberg or Citizen 44 with Mark Ehrensberg. You can still, of course, listen to the Citizen 44 podcast on Amazon, Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, and CastBox. But to make it easier, again, I'm on Substack and you can check out everything there. Everything will be archived, all my newsletters and any kind of uh, written material will be archived there. So I invite you to come and check that out. That's pretty much it for me. Uh, Again, all is good here in Saigon and um, happy to bring the show to you. Love doing it. Still always will be that way. The next show, I'm going to bring back my first show with Susan Braza, a uh, award-winning documentary filmmaker. She was my first show, show number one, the Citizen 44 podcast. I brought that show back up, but did a little bit of editing. So that'll be show number 103 with Suzanne Barraza, award-winning documentary filmmaker and wife of my friend, Lucky Doug Fergus. So that's coming up, show number 103. Thanks again for listening. 
Take care of yourself. Be well. Bye-bye. Additional music for today's show provided by Gene Burnett. GeneBurnett.com I am Citizen 44. I know you've had a long, long day And I can't take your pain away But I can watch you where you lay I can stroke your head and say No one's gonna wake you up No one's gonna wake you up As long as you are